Welcome to Goyafi Talks Podcast. In our day and time, when networking is done easily with the clicking and scrolling on your phones, we are easily exposed to information and people that can change our lives positively or negatively. And as young people, we often want to explore. And that's where this podcast comes in. We talk about our faith in God, our fears and ambitions, providing an opportunity for us to explore within the confines of our faith. It's about expressing ourselves in our relationship with God and with the world. So join us as we unravel news, trends, and our response to them. This podcast is made for you by your peers. Hey guys, this is Gloria Faith Talks Podcast and I'm your host, Ruben Abundant Gloria. And I'm your co-host, Praise Ruben. And you're listening to What's Up episode. So you guys, how have you been doing? Welcome to May. Officially, we are in the fifth month, almost running through the first quarter of the year 2022. Yeah, we are getting old. So be sure to check on your plans and make sure those resolutions you set out to do, you are achieving them. Well then, you guys, let's get down to what we have to do today on the podcast. This is the What's Up episode, and you know we are going to be talking about what is going on in the world, reacting to news trends, our response to them, and what we are supposed to, what is our opinion supposed to be as Christians. So we're going to kick off this episode with a movie review. In the month of April, um, the movie Man of God was released, and this movie had a lot of people... You know, a lot of people offended, especially Christians, because of the message he portrayed. And it was a movie, or, or it is a movie about, you know, a boy who was born, you know, in church and somehow had his own reservations and lived his own life. But he went back, you know, to church, but yeah. not as, you know, someone to go back to church to um, because he has found his faith. No, when he went back to church, pastoring and all this stuff, it was more of, you know, a money strategy for him. A lot of people got offended with the way the um, church were, was displayed in the movie Man of God. Praise, what do you think about the movie? Yeah, I really got a lot of stuff from both um, the internet and social medias and all that. Um, Man of God, in my own perspective, didn't portray the ministry very well. First of all, I felt like what they should have done was put a balance to what the ministry is. First of all, you all, we all know that ministry is not for the money. Mm-hmm. And the sole purpose of ministry is to raise the kingdom of God and to further God's business and God's work and not just looking for money and you know you know first of all we've had um controversies with people not wanting to pay tight and having issues with offerings and the rest of it so now bringing this movie man of God and striking it that um the ministry is about money it's just raised this um fire this heat and people that okay this is actually what it is about especially people that don't know what it's talking about or that doesn't know the concept of ministry they'll just take on this information from um this movie and act like that's how it is yeah well i you know when i ha- i saw the movie man of god i first saw it on instagram and at first i wanted to like check it out 
okay i saw some actors there that i felt like oh yeah this might be a great movie the trailer and everything but then i went on to twitter and lots of persons had their own opinions you know about um man of god and it was great acting anyway if i on my own opinion for my own opinion aside the message there are some things i personally had you know a disagreement with um the movie and like what it represented but i felt like i didn't really expect nollywood to portray a movie as christ you know saved and like church and how i transformed you know because i met jesus and all of that i, I didn't expect them because i just felt like this is not Mount Zion and their official aim is not to minister and I feel like um, maybe actually portraying somebody you know giving his life to Christ repenting and all those things might not make so much market I don't know I just felt like I wasn't expecting any real message from them in terms of like the believer and everything I just was like what what's you know approach are they going to use to the story at this point in time that was just like my own idea yeah you know you know what it is it's more like it's not about them portraying Christianity or or preaching through the movie or coming out coming off as a Christian movie. Mm-hmm. It's about putting it out there that this is not really all true. It. It's not all. It's not all that it is about ministry. It's like setting a balance. It's like if you want to do something, make sure you do it right. Don't like go don't go off setting wrong information about what you don't mm-hmm. what it's not what is not your um what would I say now? What is not your field, especially if it's not a Christian movie, you have mm-hmm. to strike a balance. I know if you want to act a military movie, you have to get some kind of knowledge for that movie even if you're not a military person you should have actually try to put in that um, required information so that people would you know get the perspective of it even if it's not all that true let there be a balance with mm-hmm. it that's just all mm-hmm. i feel they have done yeah um and you see this is the thing um noah on twitter said this that i feel that netflix movie man of god was to throw shade at the ministry um and another person said that spot dokita said i don't like controversy but i'm almost 100 percent sure that the man of god movie was a direct shade at one popular nigerian pastor and you see this is the kind of thing when like you said when you don't strike balance a lot of things you know begin to like come up like this you get and Aside the whole message of the movie, we I felt was off, you know, and not just me. Okay, um, Amanda Prey said something. She tweeted, "Just started watching the Man of God movie on Netflix. This should be interesting." And then she came back to say, "I didn't like it. It was forced. I didn't reflect the realities of starting a church. Starting a church was more like money-making strategy than ministry." Yeah. And yeah, she went on to say the videography and overall quality of production was good, but the scripting, acting, and storyline weren't strong. Yeah, aside the aside the message, I I had my own personal reservations because, um, and I think I saw that somewhere else. Like, it, the movie started off as something that was set in the twenty in the like nineties. Yeah. We're talking radio Yeah, the yes. there was a t- um, it was like sentence. yeah, a lot of things were like jumped or rushed yeah. you know and i think somebody said that um i'm trying to look for that tweet right now someone said that you know she felt like they they like 
summarize the whole thing it could have been a series you know to just get the energy and the whole story to watch it develop because you're starting with um you're, you're giving us the energy of um um it's it's set back in the old time yeah. you know fella and this african afro vibe and then it's moving while staying in rest we are seeing flat screen tvs we are seeing they do see smartphones i, th- yeah, I, I think we, we, we saw smartphones and we are like it does we got more we got at first 1990s vibe then yeah, we got with the letter sending with the, with the letter sending i did i even forgot about that the later on we got this like 2020 2019 yeah. vibe um you know pop culture even in the dresses i just felt like that was there but like the acting was cool I think it was good. And then let's even talk about some representation. I've talked about the Christian message overall, say ministry is for money making. Let's talk about the reflection of Christian relationships. I just felt like, um, was yeah. it joy? Yeah, joy. Um, there was another thing, you know, like I said, it's about striking a balance. They make um, Christian relationship um, look like the worldly relationship and that's like there was, what it is there was no that's absolutely line. not what it is they made it look like oh the same thing people do that's the same thing christians mm-hmm. do how our relationships are um with boundaries and yeah and you know first of all you're going to a relationship with the mindset you're going to get married to this person and you're going to get married to this person but you're going to get married to the person with the bed on the field mm-hmm. so when you're portraying this kind of kissing vibe and the rest of it you make it look like Christian relationship they have sex and then they um, do all sort of things and that is not what the Christian relationship is I feel like that was one of the um, places they couldn't strike that balance to you know had it been it was like he was in a relationship with his um sister joy you know something more relatable was when uh-huh. is like when um he'll be in a relationship with uh, she he was sister joy in this in the um, movie uh-huh. he is a bad guy and she's a good guy uh-huh. so you, you cannot pastor, meet pastor. at the same level she you know she was as a she was a youth pastor uh-huh. so i can't even imagine you kissing and doing the rest of, of all those things at least there would have been maybe um uh an unbalanced um place Imbalance, where yeah. where he wants her to do one thing and says that's not that's not what i'm you know i feel like they should have just portrayed it mm-hmm. to in as much as not it's not um a christian movie but try to pass I, I, on I felt, good messages yeah. i felt like they wanted to like acts you know they had this idea they wanted to act but like it's like you wanted to get a church setting but you were not really wanting to represent all of what the church is you get you just want to go ahead do the movie you know have some semblance with church culture but like not actually represent it as it is because what you said about the imbalance when i saw pastor joy and like um Samuel who played um Samuel was played by Aka Nani, I think if I got the name right. You know, when I saw that relationship, I kept waiting for oh, this lady is a pastor. I kept waiting for the dividing line yeah. where she's trying to say, Oh, I can't do like do or where she's trying yes. to like bring him over and bring him over and like kind of like kind of influence, you know, him through the relationship. But we kept seeing it just for me, I didn't feel like it just felt like there was her faith. And then there was her relationship. Yeah. And then her like faith did not affect people. what, how she related with the guy in her yeah. relationship. And we know that, like, ultimately, like, that is not what yeah. our Christian work is, you yeah. know, all about. Yeah. So, I don't know, you guys, 
we've said our own you know perspective on this it was a great movie aside what praise and i said with the overall message and yeah before i even go down to summarize some persons like you know i felt like some scenes could have just been you know more um some things could have just been removed to make it more wholesome yeah. you know and like i said you want to put a pass out a christian you know vibe and storyline and that is like it's a christian set in the christian movie even though like the main character samuel himself has some sketchiness and is not all about you know he's not all about gospel yet he just he just like how did the bible say it's a wolf in sheep clothing yeah. you know that kind of thing yeah. he was trying to disguise that like, why did this guy but he knew he was doing all those type of things but when you meet people like teju and like teju uh in the movie i think teju was played by um Osas. Uh, yeah or sassy godaro and like it was she was a christian too just like joy and she was a christian but you know when i saw stuff like going to um, um what they call it going to um church programs and like you scared i felt like if you were representing a christian vibe give us around the christian vibe and let us when you're switching back to like oh this is a believer this is not a believer like yeah. i feel like there was, there was not so much of a difference yeah. in the car like in the characteristics the only thing was that oh let's go to fellowship yeah that was it let's go to fellowship and praise god and hallelujah you know i felt like when he wanted to represent the christian said that was just all we got praise god and hallelujah do you get and then and aside the whole emphasis of church now money jackpot you're getting rich 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 you kept on giving this message like church is just for money and are there people who like exploit you know the platform of ministry to extort from people yes but is ministry about you know um exploitation and just what you're going to gain from no that, and that is what you know you must divide and that's what we're saying about balance yeah aside aside from that they actually i would commend the acting mm-hmm. there was emotions and it, yeah. they actually played the role very well and I actually commend them for that. So not everything was wrong about the movie. Yeah. Just the message, what they try to pass on, and mm-hmm. what people thought they were passing on you. Yeah. Aside that, the movie was great. Yeah, the movie was great. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to say, because so it doesn't look like ah, we said every other thing already. You know, I felt like someone would have been a better person had his father, you know, rather than just you know beating, beating and beating. Too. Let this guy understand that. This, this is, is what the gospel is about. Yes, this, this is, is why, why I keep this. bringing you and I'm, you know, insisting that you be of this life, you know. And like everything was just catchy. Okay, yes. I said I would say this one. You know when they say my people will be your people, my God will be your God. I'm like, you want to carry a Christian vibe. You take some things, you take some line, but we are not really feeling the whole Christian vibe, you know, of the with the christian culture being represented yeah. and like if you could show us like one person who was joy in my own opinion aside being this in i you know when i watched it the second time i because i wanted to talk about it i just felt like this lady just wanted to be more Gio on her accounts like she i think she loved ministry so much i don't know yeah, if it was more about it a calling about like, or more about i just want, want to, to i just don't want to be yes. in that position of like being a leader and like assisting people spiritually but I didn't just see that, you know, portrayed in her other life yeah. and everything. But that's fine. That's fine. On to the next. You guys, 
check out man of god it's on netflix i'm sure you can download it on netflix or net niger i'm sure man of god should be basically everywhere check it out tell us what you think about it do you think the overall message of man of god is damaging to the, the body, body of Christ, Christ. because that's like literally what we want to know you get is it damaged because it's literally it's man of God right if you and the team and everything is kind of giving us this is a church it's, movie yeah, right it's, though it's not Mount Zion it's not a hey it's not to edify but really if you're going to talk about church try get some things right you know what do you think was the overall message like is it damaging to the body of Christ or is it not let us know comment and send us a voice message which will be represented if we get any you guys and that's all on this movie review we're moving over to the next you know guys we're going to be talking about things first of all i know we've heard of situations like abuses and the rest of it mm-hmm. there was one recent one which is the osinachi's death mm-hmm. and as much as we want to you know keep that open um comments to it there are still more that more that were hidden than mm. what was said i just feel like this was not that just brought us to you know talking about abusive relationships and you know toxic relationships i felt like this osinachist person would have would have done a lot if there was more um outspoken thoughts and you know actions that were hidden should have been spoken out you know i felt like i felt like it would not have come out the way it was if she had shared a, a little bit more even to her family like it was even in the, at the end of it was even at her death that they had to, that they knew all that was going on in her house like it was yeah. It was it was something. Yeah, you guys, so you know, you know that um sometime in April, um I th- yeah, definitely before the Easter break and everything, um it was a blow to everyone in the body of Christ, especially in Nigeria when we heard that Osnachi passed away. And I when I saw that news on Twitter, the first my first, you know, reaction was who is Osnachi? Because I didn't really know the name, but somehow I knew her song. Everybody knows Ekwemi. And, you know, at first, the whole representation was she was sick. But then when news started coming out of it was abuse and, you know, at first, when it comes, when all this type of suggestion comes, you want to pause and, like, let's hear the truth. You don't want to jump up and, like, start talking immediately. Be like, let's, let's know what's going on. And to see that, I think one thing is that like you said has she been more outspoken like had she been more like be upfront about it and like shared what she was going through then maybe it would not have resulted in that but I felt like you know sometimes her value at that point is that was like her marriage you know and a Christian and everything her marriage and like she wanted to make sure that works um, but at the expense of her own life you know and I, I and I, I felt like she also she wanted to protect that so much that you, she stopped communicating though her sister her sister said a lot of things the man did a lot of things because her twin sister was there twin sister no her elder sister you know yeah i think it's a twin sister you know when i heard she you know did interviews and she said that the man cut her them off from the family and everything but the thing is that she didn't go to the church with this she kept it you know i think she just felt like 
she was i don't know you know sometimes women just feel like they are protecting the situation they are handling yeah. it like it's their family they want to yeah. like protect themselves like i'm not the only one with a problem why should my own issue be something that is discussed yeah. you know outside you know yeah. i think yeah, there's this just that don't do your laundry outside mm-hmm. like that belief goes a long way because people feel like you know if you're having a problem in the house let it be in, keep the, it house. in the house keep it in the house don't when we go out we're different people mm-hmm. when we come in we can face our problems i feel like she just wanted to save her face and you know as much as you want to save your face your life is more your life means more than a face you know sometimes you just have to let go let whatever thing will happen happen let it happen as long as you are alive and breathing that cannot cannot it cannot exchange your it cannot um suffice for any other thing your life is basic your life is the first thing that needs to be saved yeah that's what i just feel like yeah i yeah you should prioritize your life over you know every other thing of value but you know somebody said something and i feel like that is something you know we're repeating on the podcast and this person a friend of mine said that you know while the um the information on like the whole news is so shocking everybody says you should have left you know but the truth is let's be real about you know us and and nigerians especially as christians and nigerians we are beat um there's that how do i i think our culture also you know and and environment has this you know stronghold on how we view things the thing is would she have been accepted if she left her mm. marriage and i think that is another thing that was like like keeping her do you get like because there is this thing there is this whole perspective like oh there's this that woman left her house you get yeah, and she's no she longer married she met her husband how should she do that you know that there's that perception and there it can be a stigma that come i'm not saying that everybody will say look at hindsight said to me but there would be yeah be, there would be you know i think you know for us coming up rather once you know this mindset that um um what they call it you should like if it's abusive if it's something that is almost taking your life or something that you cannot deal with mm. leave the place up and leave i remember when we were speaking on take stock yeah. I, and i think this thing you know when we're speaking on take stock and we're talking about one um there was a woman a news we we're considering you know a woman who had just given birth was married to a tv presenter she did you know went live to show her bruises her husband beat her like it was mad it was just massive like the bruises the children saw all of that you know they were you know begging and you know trying to you know tell her pacify her and say oh mom sorry and all this type of thing and the whole world was shocked but what was that woman's response what was the nigerian government benue state response i you know when i saw the picture everybody the the whole thing was heated and people were like oh what would happen this woman should sue this man this woman should sue this man you know people were coming up activists yeah. activists and we're like this is the time to leave you cannot still be in this place but when we saw the follow-up news was that um the benway state governor had um settled the situation you see that's the whole thing you know when it comes to abuse there is this perception of Niger- nigerians we really wanting to like set to 
you know the parties mm-hmm. you know there i think that there should be a difference between what is a quarrel what is a disagreement between parties and what is abuse you know when there's a disagreement i'm not talking to you i'm not talking to you there is an issue but when there is abuse it is most times unprovoked most times it is beyond it's even beyond the provocation you know that kind of thing and there's this issue of even in our homes because I, th- I think you know this issue of abuse is not something that is so far-fetched or that is not so close to home it is very very close to home you know it is something that we've seen it's something that we've heard something that we've been party to there whenever there is an issue of abuse husband beating the wife and it gets to the ears you know people first of all like to hide it, hide it yeah don't see anything don't keep it in well for example if there's a situation where somebody reach out and speaks about it then the the response from other persons is like oh let's come in let's settle the parties and they're like oh as a woman don't provoke the man he's the man you get don't make him angry. but like some persons have some mental issues and hitting somebody I, I think you were telling me the, the other time off camera that you know most times when you feel like you have to hit somebody to pass on a message then there is something wrong with your mindset and like your perception of you know communication and relationship and there are some persons that sometimes you just have to leave the situation it's not every quarrel in quotes you you see somebody you know there's an abuse there's a beating physical violence and you want to settle there are some things sometimes you just have to like remove the lady or the man yeah, because the it, can, it can be the other way around. Yeah. I've witnessed, you know, and, and, you know, while we're talking about physical, there is emotional, you know, there is mental, there are, like, different, different things. Yeah. Because, you know, some there is also this Nigerian perception of, ah, he's a man now. Why is he the one? He's big. Yeah, he's supposed yeah. to be the man. But, like, the, this thing is not about gender, but it's about one person being toxic and, and like, lashing out on the other person at the expense of the person's health at the person of at the expense of the person's physical well-being mental well-being you know at the expense of all those things and sometimes you just have to like take away that person from yeah, that situation yeah and like i've said enough i don't know please if you have anything to say in addition to that but my own thing is that we've heard it i feel like the church is you know the other day a pastor in church said something about um you know organizing a seminar for married couples to talk about um you know abuse and like um to kind of advise people on how to deal with their own relationship and to give people help because the truth is that some persons some persons don't need um they don't need you don't need to settle some people need to be some people need to be sued for assault and battery sometimes you yeah you bring the law in in that case because i felt like if something was done sooner I don't think this would have resulted, yeah. this bad news would have resulted. But yeah, we are we are waking up as Nigerians and as Christians to these things and we are, you know, becoming better, you know, to say that as much as God hates divorce, as much as divorce is, you know, God wants, you know, because ultimately marriage is a reflection of the body of Christ and God wants, you know, everyone to have that perfect and beautiful union. But when it's at the expense of your life, when it's at the expense of your mental health, when it's at the expense of, you know, your well-being, then you should know that God loves you so much that he will not want you to be in a place that will ultimately kill you and you need to leave. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, so that's just it. So you know people now, finally on this note, you know somebody that is facing an abuse or you have seen something. What is your own reaction to it? Do you are you are you the type of person that hits your siblings that need to shout to get your whole message passed on? You know, this I feel like this is a chain, you know, on us that some generational problems you have to pray about. Some you have to pray, get information and realign your whole mindset and your whole attitude to be able to break out of it so you guys you listening me you know us in the studio you listening let's let's be more upfront you know with our mental health and how we are passing our information and make sure that we are not the ones you know being uh the abusive partner or be the or the other end of the abuse it guys that's it's abuse do not condone it do not be the one that will say oh don't provoke that person do not condone abuse speak against it do not tolerate it you you know you if you if you have problems communicate if you have anger issues you know and all those things let you have to work on yourself you know and be better because ultimately that is what god wants from us you know we have to keep on looking at the perfect law of liberty that we are being transformed into that very same image we behold and we know one thing that when jesus comes at the end of the day we will look like him get and jesus is not abusive the Bible made us to understand that God is love and God loves us so much. You know, First Corinthians, you know, 13 tells us so many things about the characteristics of love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love doesn't envy. Love doesn't boast. Love is not abusive. You might not have said that, but definitely that is there in, in the text of it. Love is not abusive. So if you're in a place where you are being abusive, that is not love. That is not love. And you guys, up next, you know, a scandal is like the worst thing that can ever, like it just rocks it's something that is so i don't know it's something that is so appalling and something that is so out of this like it shakes everyone like when it's shocking you something that you really expect and so when we heard you know april was kind of a lot i think there were lots of news flying around when there was um news about chrysler's scandal we're not even going to get into it you know we just want to comment one say you know give our own two cents on this issue and just move on because i just felt like everything was just like messy my own thoughts on christmas scandal you know and how you know a 10 year old and everything that just happened my own thoughts were that it should never have come to light like it should never have become a trend trending topic i put it online on my twitter and i put on my instagram that parents should have just you know protected the children from becoming a trending topic in the social media you know i I felt like when it comes to juvenile issues sometimes it has to be quiet sometimes you have to deal with it delicately do you get and i feel like that was something that should have been done with the whole thing rather than you know bringing it to the public and i know maybe she did it with the best of intentions but i feel like it should have been treated with more caution to make sure that the writing is done but without the media press and everything i just feel like how do you move on from this how do this children move on from this i don't know yeah, you know what i say first of all you cannot blame the parents for you know doing what they did because some people have different ways they act they react to situations some people have different shock absorber effect. Some people they they just go ahead and do things before they think. Some people they mm-hmm. think everything out, they ration it, and then they do. Some people just you know they just pause. So you might not really know the situation on ground, how it yeah. came about, what effect it would have made, or 
you would have not known what the woman thought before she pushed it out. Yeah. Maybe she pushed it out with um, so much innocence that okay, this is what my child is doing, and I don't even know what is going on. Or maybe she would have, maybe she just put it out there without thinking because she was so shocked that yeah. her child could do this. And you can also, you you can also, you know, blame parents, blame the parents of. Um, the scandal i saying they didn't train their child well because you were not there when they were training the child you did not even know how the child grew up you mm-hmm. don't you didn't even know the child before mm-hmm. the scandal happened so you might not know how or whatever happened you know the other thing my mom used to say that um amongst every ch- child there is always one that just proves a stubborn head and you keep praying for that child and you keep um you know disciplining the child and putting all efforts on that particular child because it's as if you have all good eggs and there's this one that just wants to be a bad egg and you just you just want to be it just wants to be bad and you know you as a parent is is um it's annoying because mm-hmm. when you feel like you've put so much effort and all your time to mm-hmm. nurturing the student, discipline the student, and you find out that this one is just going all stray and looking mm-hmm. like he's for the streets, and I didn't raise you to be that way, and it's I, I understand how the parents of the uh, of the girl would be feeling. They would be so downcasted, and you know how they can't even wrap their even head if, around it. Even if the person is not your child, like you know this person, you will feel like that was that was like a big blow to me. I Very can't heavy. even think about it. And another thing too, I would say, you know, um, children of um, the past days, past years, they. Mm-hmm have this way of um training the when they do bad they flog them they shout at them and you know the, mm. the parents ha- are so strict yeah but you know these days we usually believe in communication and communication is good communication is actually good no con- communication is good but you know i be believe so much in balance and things if you can communicate today that junior shouldn't touch the cup when you leave and he still touches the cup tomorrow i feel like there should be a backhand to it so so you know the pain that goes with touching the, the praise, cup praise you know no. because mind you we, this is not physical violence we're indulging no this in. is this is discipline you know mm. because <laughs> as much as you want to communicate to children children will always be choosing mm-hmm. and sometimes you, you just have to you like just smack have to, the child and be like and this turn you know this good cop bad cop has to be there today you say oh i understand you did bad i'm so you're so sorry i forgive you and tomorrow you still do the same thing oh i don't believe you are sorry maybe my king will make you sorry <laughs> but you get, i just uh, as i'm it's not funny though it's it's, it's very this no. is true yeah as much as you want to communicate with children, you have to remember that children will always be children. Mm-hmm. Kids will always mm-hmm. be kids. There are sometimes you have to, you know, just be stern to them and make sure that you're putting that disciplinary measure and making sure that they know that this is wrong. Yeah, and this is this is this is the effect that someone said cause and effect. <laughs> I didn't I just do it without that. without reason. You, you did, did this, so I'm gonna to. do this. This is because you keep doing this. It's you a balance equation out here. So I just feel like as much as you want to be so free with your kids 
place that line let there be a, of let discipline. There be a line. Put that line there. No, you've 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 passed it, and you have to be caned. You have to be, you know, you have to be grounded, and you have to, you know, you have to go through the, you know, sometimes you know, grounded doesn't even do anything because I don't know you guys are like, Nigerians who believe in mm. because you're like, okay, Junior, I'm taking your phone today. So. There are other things to do you know you can just get so much things from you know being mm-hmm. alone maybe he can go play mm-hmm. and then do all those other things mm-hmm. but you know putting that stand um attitude there and say you know you did this and you're going to get punishment mm-hmm. when you think about that punishment they gave you for the last thing you did yeah. i don't think you want to do it again so that discipline should be there it shouldn't leave us it shouldn't you know like fly away like to wherever where it's going to or it should just still be there and also i feel like apart from this discipline i know we talk about discipline but there are also parents that are too strict on their parents I we have to face that, to that. you know it's like every time you're always nagging and you want to flog the wow. child to correction you know sometimes the right thing to do is just to talk to that child maybe he's acting out of um maybe anger or or maybe someone talked to him in a way he didn't like you know it might be even um what would i say now maybe that child is going through phase of it you know children can be so abusive with their words you know mm-hmm. oh look at you you're so ugly and maybe mm. that child might be acting out because because of, of what in school or his classmates would have said or yeah maybe sometimes just say are you okay what is wrong mm. why have you been doing this because you know sometimes not you, every time, no, not every time. Come, come, on. come on come here come mm-hmm. on come here yeah. like why are you doing That's this is there a reason why you are like yeah. sometimes they're actually because like i said kids will always be kids they don't know how to um let out that frustration yeah. let out that anger so the, everything is just on on um what um disobedience and you know lashing out and yeah. tantrums and the rest they don't really know how to speak, speak up. up but if you were like free if you like lay down the belt a little bit and put up the chair and sit and mm-hmm. talk maybe you could actually get something from this yeah. child you guys while praise was speaking i went you know on or i won't say a wild goose chase because i definitely got something um from the scripture you guys you know we our perspective is always coming from the scripture and i have a lot of words I'm, i was reading this and i was like wow proverbs 22 verse 15 says you see foolishness is bound in the heart of a child but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him we cannot overemphasize having a line of discipline like you cannot be it's like praise says you cannot be too friendly that you say i wouldn't discipline yeah the bible says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child he doesn't know better so he does wrong but if you can help him now understand that oh this is wrong and we get like this is what you want to do but you can do it in this way yeah do you get like you can the rod of correction shall drive you far from him and proverbs 23 verse 13 has this to say we told not correction from the child for if thou beatest him with the rod he shall not die you guys that beating is not gonna kill the child i i, I think you know and this is scripture this is not us and doesn't violence or anything no, no, against, no. against children 
that's just scripture we read to you, you guys. And Proverbs 23 verse 14 says, Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shall deliver his soul from hell. I will deliver you into God's hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, somebody said something, you know, I think when I was younger, I had this... um story about a woman who never corrected a child mm-hmm. and he would go to school pick things like he would just like take somebody else's things he was innocent at first but she never told him that's wrong stop it she never told him stop doing this thing yeah. so he kept doing that and when he grew older he stole he like he kept on collecting things and stealing these things and bringing it to her and she saw these things but she never said anything and at the end of the day he got caught and was about to be you know about to be killed you know for armed robbery and everything and he asked for his mother to come near he asked for them to like um for him to speak to his mother one more time and i don't know if this is a true story but it was something that was i don't know if they told us to scowl or whatever but like she came close to the boy and he beat her ear off and and the boy was angry that because he felt like when he was younger, he never knew better, and his yeah. mom never told, told him, him that what you're doing is wrong. So he, for like, he felt like, well, my mom is endorsing this, and there's something about passively endorsing wrong behavior. Yeah, like, it's like is right. You know, some some children believe that if their parents do it, then it's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say, you oh, cause. my mom said this. Mm-hmm. My mom said that, and you know, sometimes. They children believe their parents so much that yeah. whatever thing they say is they right. believe it to be right. Yeah. They in fact they hold on to it still like some people even hold on to um parents' words still like adulthood and rest. Yeah. And you know, that's one of the things about um um being at a born place, you hold on to this knowledge, this information. Oh, this is how this it is, is perfect. This, this is, is how it's how it supposed is. This to is be. Perfection. This is mm-hmm. it. I know that that's a, the same thing about abuse. Now, being in an abusive um, home, you you see your your father beat up your mother, or your mother beat up your father, and you say, and you're like, oh, this is how a family, family is. That is be. how it is. It is perfect. It is, it is normal. It's normal. It happens and everywhere. And then you go on with that idea, and then you do the same thing out there because. Your mind says it's good because you have seen the people That's that brought you have. say it's good or do it. Not even necessarily say it's good, but because they do it, if you feel like because they do it, then it's not wrong. And there's something about, you know, subconsciously, you know, receiving information. Yeah. So as you grow older, you might be like, oh, that was wrong. But if you don't actively, like, get information and actively like work on yourself to make sure that am i communicating well do i need to raise my hands at someone that i feel like i'm um bigger than maybe an age in class or like um um grade maybe i'm higher than this person i need to talk down to that person do i have you get like to access yourself sometimes you have to go to therapy for these things access yourself and say am i becoming what i am what I hate because sometimes you hate the abuse, yeah, but, you, but then you, you can't help it. but you, to be stuck in that abusive and there's this pattern. saying that say that goes, um, you don't learn left hand at old age. Mm-hmm. That saying is so true because you cannot unlearn what you have. You, it, it's not, it's not that you cannot unlearn. Unlearn. It's, it's, it's not easy mm-hmm. to unlearn what you've carried on for so, so long. long. I mean, you've believed in this thing, you've held on to it, and you've seen it, you've seen it so many times that you believe it's, it's normal. It's, it's not easy to unlearn those things. And you know, talking about abuse and all these things, and 
I, I once met somebody you know Prince and I we sat down on naked episode and you know we posted something and that is going to inform you know when we sit down with um um the our friend the emotional wellness coach that is going to be coming out on in some few minutes you know that says that we are greatly influenced by our family our culture our environment and these things you know there are some information we receive that we think that this is how it's supposed to be yeah. and we think that we are wrong, right and this is the perfect thing if yeah. you want to know hear us talk about culture and it affecting friendships just yes. check our naked episode yeah. there was a lot we said on that and like you think that this is right until you meet somebody else or like until you go out of that setting and, and you not, see the actual right like and, and you see something else and you're like maybe what i think is right is just it's just my perception because of where i'm coming from yeah. and that's all you know i've seen about on on this issue because if you when you when you keep saying oh i've you want to unlearn something if you keep seeing that in and that that's all that you know as a person some women endorse it that's why i said what is your response when you see a video we see these videos um a guy you know in a relationship he's beating his girlfriend his friends are beating the girl also yeah like you can't tell me you are not abusive. You are abusive. You know that, that kind of thing. You would do it to your friend. You beat up your sister. You will beat up your wife. You you get that kind of thing. Or you beat up your brother. You would beat up your husband the next day. That's you know, or, or you lash out. You cause. You you won't learn. You won't um, become better overnight if you don't stop that wrong pattern that you're doing right now. Like identify the wrong. I've you guys. If you have this issue, you know it's not it's not a shade. It's not um um being um what do you call it is not it's not how we're not talking down on you yeah, or, or, or like or trying you. to you know make you feel bad we're trying to say this is wrong and we have to we have to identify and acknowledge that i i might be doing something that is abusive right now yeah. and i need to stop i have somehow we went from christian scandal <laughs> to abuse but we're just trying yeah. to say because you know correcting you know proverbs 29 verse 15 says the rod and reproof give wisdom but a child left to himself bringeth shame to his mother. Yeah. You know, when you're correcting, that's what the difference now. You're not, you're to correct in love, right? The Bible made us to understand in the book of Hebrews that God chastises us, right? Mm-hmm. So he corrects us, he reproves us. And we know that God does all this in love. And that should be the same energy we, we you know, carry on when we are, you know, parenting and correcting, you know, people. And like, stop endorsing things like your child is speaking wrongly. And you say, oh, he's just he's a child. He's just a child, no. He's a child today. He will become yeah. a man and an adult tomorrow and yeah. a mother tomorrow. And he would endorse those things. So, like, we need to stop those things and address it. So, you guys, I think we've said a lot of things about that. But let's just, you know, let's pray for parents. It's not easy, you know. Yeah, Father's not. Day, Mother's Day, let's acknowledge what they are doing. They are hustle. Let's pray for them. Let's pray for children also because some pe- children are like, you like, you see the parents and you're like, how did the apple fall far from the tree? Yeah. Like, dude, your your whole family is on the tree, but you are just that apple that had to fall down. Like, just you are like so far away. So we just have to pray, you know, for this for children and for ourselves, even us, you know, because you will be a mother, you will be a father, you know, one day you'll be a role model, you'll be an auntie. What is your? How are you going to like? lead your child better and you have to start with yourself you have yeah, to do better true. with yourself first yeah so you guys we flog this issue so much and praise you know when an ad goes bad you know for 
when it comes to advertising and company and branding you know your advert is like how a reflection of your company you want to show oh this is what we're all about this is why you should come with us this is why you should back with us this is why you should um you know <laughs> i'm already giving you guys yeah, what I'm about to a bank you know this is why you should you know um be with us what about my missing word this is why you should be our customer <laughs> this is why you know you should subscribe to our service so when an ad goes bad things really go soft you know there's a saying i'm i'm just saving my proverbs and all <laughs> my mom used to say something what's worth doing is what doing, doing well, well. So if you want to do something do just it do it well, well. It, I think at this point, silence would have been better than this they did. But let's let's tell you what we are talking about. So, um, while we were all about Easter and rejoicing in the resurrection of Jesus, Sterling Bank, Sterling Bank you guys, we've forgiven them, okay? They beg for forgiveness, we forgave, but we're gonna talk about it nonetheless, okay? Because it was like, how did this happen? You know, Stellenbach sent an Insta ad that it was Insta ad gone bad. And it was a picture and you know, it was not just they posted it on their social media, they posted it everywhere, you know, and it was like they sent it as a message to people. Yeah. You you get like um emails and it was a picture of a bread. A loaf of bread, you guys, and the bread was broken in two and the hot air you know that's always stuck in the middle of the bread rises out and my dear sterling bank which i love so much <laughs> wrote as an ad like i get gay bread he rose like what is that and people got offended people what said is that i like bread but the fact that you're telling me like i get don't know don't tell me like I, you can't put agege bread and my messiah rising up from the grave onto like how just how and i know some persons are like um don't worry like you guys are being too um sensitive about it i'm like Mm-mm, jesus no, jesus died he was beaten Mm-mm. three days people were mourning and then he rose i'm not gonna let you use a bread to like characterize all that and like while they were being dragged on social media they sent another, you know, um, picture ad, you know, and this was a picture of an empty tomb, you know, the stone rolled away. And <laughs> this was where they got to me with this one because, you know, when you're a Christian, you're Easter, you're getting angry legitimately. And then they bring another ad that says, let the one who has never seen throw the first stone. Then you remember Jesus' voice and you're like, ciao, don't do that. Don't do that. But like, we're forgiving them. And then they went on to say for our recent errors we sincerely apologize forgive us in the spirit of easter and you're like jesus dad i probably should forgive but like how do you do that you know we've forgiven them but like i don't know praise what do you think about the ad everyone agrees it was a bad ad except you don't i just feel like (laughs) first of all a bank with a bird i understand though being in money but a no, no, a bread. I won't say money and bread. A bread. No. no. A bread. Why? Why are you even? If we were a bakery, we would have understood that. Okay, you try to make a pun. Yeah, and do and do stuff like that. Why a bank? But a bank. Like, 
had it been is that because if he rose something something related to money or something like that but you brought a, a bread to jesus why i, I why? thought they were trying to be funny and like missed it yeah they missed it because and i feel like what happened to your hr department what happened to how did that ad get out what happened to like how, everybody what happened to the whole system like Definitely, you would have given this, you know, ad whatever to the department or either an advertising agency if yeah, that was not there, or if you have it in your bank account. But people saw this. It, it didn't just one person just up and upload. Like somebody approved this. Like how? Just how? You guys didn't think it could be offensive? I think they were trying to make a joke, and I yeah. felt like it was like maybe they meant it to like. It rather came up offensive than how yeah it just came up offensive and insensitive we're forgiving them right because like jesus died for all of us in like so that we can like forgive (laughs) yeah Yeah, we're forgiving them okay so like yes you guys if you're still angry about it and somebody put said something that um jesus would have taken it to be funny i'm like "Mm." no i love jesus Mm -mm. i'm gonna be offended he cried at the ending dude no (laughs) no It was not funny. <laughs> like, you know, because there's something about Easter. Easter is not like Christmas. Easter is like, you're just you're like just... sober and crying and like watching Passion of Christ. And then somebody like, <laughs> a, like a gig of bready rose. No. 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 Did you see that video? It was weird. You're like, you're just crying. I'm like, oh, he hung and so. You're just kind of, and all those like hymns, like get you to remember like <laughs> the pain. The and all. And then you're, you just tell me like, you're getting bread. If I slap you and you're getting bread that you're trying to bring to me right now. Yeah, but all is forgiven. All is forgiven. That's all for April news, you guys. Up next, we're going to be sitting in with a friend. And like we said, yes, with a friend and joy and we're gonna be talking about mental health and whether Kristen should go to therapy trust me you don't want to miss this yeah, stay guys. tuned Hey guys, you're welcome back to the What's Up episode, and you know we are still your hosts, Ruben Abundance Gloria. And I'm your co-host, Praise Ruben. And this is Gloria Faye Talks Podcast. And yes, before we go on to our interview with Joy, we want to just, you know, give you guys a background to what informed um, this um, interview and why we're discussing mental health and emotional health, you know, on the podcast. And, you know, before we um spoke about before um osna she's dead and the talk, topic about abuse you know and patterns um i put out on, on my facebook and i shared it also on um gloria Faye talks podcast um social media platform um the question you know that we are influenced by family environment culture and all this you know has a way of affecting our mindset and how we view things you know and a moral compass of what is right and what is not right you know and we don't even understand like the amount of influence these places and this platform have on us until we move out of like our location 
we move out of where we are you know the common denominator we share with these friends so for some people you might be moving out of your country you know migrating to another country and you there's suddenly this culture shock in like maybe um respect and like um expectations you know realities uh um, and, and some people you might be moving to another state or moving to another place and then just meeting people from other families and then you begin to like discover these things but while all that was going on I pose this question, you know, because when you realize that there is this pattern, you know, we spoke about that when we're talking about abuse, um, when we're talking about April news and everything. Sometimes, you know, you learn so many things subconsciously and you don't, as much as these um, things influence us, you know, as human beings, sometimes we might not even realize the level of influence like it has, like in maybe your mindset of, oh, I, I want to marry your mindset of oh i don't want to get married early or i want to get married early or your mindset of i can't share money with like it's the little things it doesn't really have to be married like it's the little things the thing that make you who you are like the things that you're like this is who i am like that very thing you are standing on is as a result of like what you've seen like the stories you've you've heard yeah. the people you've come across like that's what is informing that but you might not realize you might just be like this is who i am but you don't know that you cannot just exist in vacuum like who you are is ultimately formed by where you've been like where you're coming from and yeah. all these things yeah. and sometimes when you have especially if this place you're coming from if you've been exposed to abuse or you're exposed to like a kind of society that um condones or encourages some certain kind of behavior that is um what do you call it not that is not um res- or frowned at, or that is not encouraged in other places yeah. it will take you you know going to see a therapist or like consciously looking for oh what is this mindset and like having to pick it out which brought about the question which i asked this question you know on twitter and i directed it at spirituko twitter and this is what I asked. I said, being Christian and going for therapy, are we even ready for this to be a conversation? Um, Praise, what do you think about this before uh, we get I, to the response? I think, first of all, people have this um, strange mindset of um, therapy. And they're like, um, why do you need therapy? First of all, you have the Holy Ghost and the rest of yeah. it. You know, sometimes it's not that we don't know the problem of our um bad attitude or mm-hmm. bad communication is that sometimes we we find it hard to accept it and to change so sometimes you need the push off you need like on you need someone else to make sure you keep on hitting on this and trying to change like giving you everyday steps to you know take another um action if where you would have where you would have acted out like take another action like breathing and breathe out you know therapy is more like having that body that can tell you this is it because you know you pay someone to tell you your problems and to tell you like what how to, how to go about it and you know having the holy spirit in you the holy spirit can have a prompt you to meet other people we've had, we've had um scenarios where you know you're praying to the holy ghost about something and he's like go and meet this person he knows more or mm-hmm. she knows more mm-hmm. and you might not see but that is therapy to you it's just that mm. you don't get to pay for that it's yeah. just that the holy spirit led you to this and the person tells you oh this is this this is how you go about it and I say oh wow i was going through this situation but the holy spirit led me to you and then when you said this this was just in line with what i was facing and just in line with how to go out uh, um go out of it and how to go about it that's the same thing as therapy the only difference is that you pay this person for this you pay to you know you pay this person for this and you pay them per hour or you know 
session yeah. or whatever it is the only difference is that you're paying the person but we have scenarios that the holy spirit leads us to people to actually teach us yeah. and that's it's not it's not really a bad thing you know the thing is um you might see it as oh taking up the place of the holy ghost like mm. it's a comfortable if you look at it it's not really that um you we go uh, oh yeah in our local churches and everything there is always a counseling unit imagine like just look at it like you are taking a special counseling for your life yeah like i it's like praise was saying you know something sometimes you might have find it difficult admitting sometimes it's not even just admit sometimes it's like you are stuck in this pattern so you need someone to say that oh you see your default mechanism is when you're hot to immediately leave the situation break off com- um, contact and while that is like your defense mechanism to keep you you know like this is an example while that is your defense mechanism to keep you from what is also like prevent you from building relationship from with other people and like to just help you like figure out things and this is what speaker Twitter replied me he said therapy is a medical procedure psychotherapists are licensed doctors mental illness is an illness so if we can go to a hospital we can go to therapies therapy isn't wrong as a matter of fact it is recommended from everybody um like yeah that is that is just um yes that is just exactly what they said you know and somebody else said podcast link in bio yeah that's the person's description the person said as much as we are christians we are human beings that are not exclusive to social or developmental issues we need as much medical and psychological help as we can get yes and this is what in response to what priest says priest says um um ada ihalia said something she said i believe god can use anyone to talk to us so i'll advise before you go to see a therapist pray ask him for guidance and let him give utterance to the therapist you know yeah. this person trying to say even the therapist is not like the final solution so like yeah. the, senior therapy doesn't take the part of praying of studying your bible of the holy ghost still leading you, you you're just sitting seeking that external help you get and you just have to pray that oh god let this um you know therapy be the solution that I need yeah. to finally see um, this situation in a certain light and be able to push out of it. Um, so, um, so what the person continues to say is that have you forgotten that our worries that that make us deaf to the leadings of the spirit? So maybe we need an external push. Yeah. So somebody said the works here is attending your therapy session and keep believing for spiritual healing. That that is just that is. That is just everything, you guys. So, and and to answer the question of, um, you know, don't go to therapy. The Holy Ghost is a therapy, or is a therapist, you know, um, something like that. Um, Maria said, being a Christian does not stop you from seeing a therapist when needed. Yes, the Holy Spirit is a comforter. The therapist do not stop you from calling on the Holy Spirit after your therapy. You might as well say, being a Christian simplifies that you should not go see a doctor so yeah like while you're seeing a therapist and you're getting all that help you can't talk to the holy ghost you get it's just like your all the help all the assistance you can get like you know it's like how the holy ghost looks at us you know when we look into perfect love liberty we are changed and he takes the thing that is not the god thing and he takes it out and puts in the new thing and he brings us the situation to places to brethren that would help us to people and like whatever help we can get to become the version on the person that god ultimately wants us to become that is like ultimately what we are going for so you guys do you think therapy is 
as Christians, is therapy needed for us? Should would you recommend therapy? And like we ask these questions, you know, to our friends and definitely to you guys. If you're listening, tell us what do you think about therapy? We've told you our own perspective, pre said our own. I've said my own, I've read out, you know, what uh, some people on Twitter, some Christians on Twitter have to say. Um, yes, and like okay, let me just say let me just say this somebody said do you really think depression and its relatives give you space to come up with meaningful thoughts all i'm saying is god can also send external help for mental and emotional issues just as it sends for financial and health issues yeah. so what the person is saying that just as god sends somebody to provide to, to for provide you you know for, to yeah. help you financially and everything he can send somebody to help you, you know through that situation and that can come in the form of a therapist or somebody that is just there as a counselor yeah, so do not just rule out the fact that oh therapy is um Bad, it's bad or no it's not for christians that um it, it means you know you are selling yourself short and like you're not relying on the holy ghost you know the thing is that sometimes we tend to criticize what we don't have full grabs of yet before even like getting everything so before we continue this conversation i just want us to like listen to what a listener has to say yeah and a friend um imaldo augustina yeah she got this um question should Christian go to therapy and she had this reaction hello good morning everybody my name is Imaldu Tina and this is my first time actually on the Gloria Faith Talks podcast and I've been listening to it but this is my first time uh, giving an opinion or something and then I just want to quickly give um, my opinion on this topic if Christian should go to therapy yes unequivocally a yes christians should go to therapy if their mental health is threatened if the stability of their mind is in a precarious situation because i don't think your pastor knows anything about mental health he's a pastor he deals with spiritual issues i don't know why we always have to link um issues pertaining to mental health to to spiritual issues it, it could be it, there is a possibility that yes these things some of some of the uh, the issues when i mean when i mean your mental health i don't mean madness like like you understand this kind of spiritual madness that is not what i mean i mean when you you know you are stressed you are anxious you are depressed because of external things happening to you you see that is what i'm saying your situation the circumstances around you are causing you to be anxious circumstances around you are causing you to be um depressed things that you face on a daily basis you know life in general happening to you obviously when it begins to affect your mental health please go to therapy please see a psychiatrist please see a therapist that is it is you it doesn't mean you do not believe in the healing power of the holy ghost or it doesn't mean you do not believe in in god to to um you know help you i don't know help you feel any better no it just means that the the therapist is doing his job which is helping you balance the um circumstances around you so that you can also have you know a good mental um state of mind it doesn't make you less of a christian or anything do you understand now 
when it comes to being a christian i know there is a lot of um uh christians always have christianity christians going for therapy and you know going to the hospital pertaining to things um of, of their mental health always get a bad rap you know why are you going don't you believe in the holy ghost don't you don't you don't you know who you are okay yes we know who we are your pastor is doing his job feeding your spiritual life the therapist is doing his job helping you to be mentally stable finding the, it's not like the guy is just like trying to hypnotize you or something no that's not what he's doing the guy is trying to i just called the therapist again he could be a lady yeah the person is trying to is, is, is trying to help you figure out situations and circumstances surrounding your mental health things that could get you stressed helping you to you know showing you those gray areas that ordinarily you wouldn't have even noticed those things that make you stand on edge those things that just put you that just like cuts your your last nerve you know those nerve-wracking circumstances that you don't even know it because it has become like you know a normal daily routine for you and then each time it triggers you to be stressed and then it just just because you've been doing it for so long it, it suddenly feels normal that is what the therapy is there to help you figure out those things so that you can eliminate them you know one by one you can try to um control some of those um habits some of those situations that you can actually control so that your mental health can be protected it doesn't make you less of a christian it doesn't make you um it doesn't limit you to i don't know people always make it look yeah guys that is um imaldo augustina yeah she really said a lot and you see i like her opinion on what she thought about therapy and us going to therapy as christians it's really amazing and and you know the facts you say you know there is this it gets a bad rap literally when people say oh i'm going for therapy i'm like oh, why are you going for therapy don't you have the holy ghost and like you know it's like she said there are some things you have you have con- subconsciously in you that you don't even realize that oh it is this attitude i am of constantly worrying about things i cannot control and you know some things and is this thing like she said those great areas you never even you haven't paid attention to that like you the therapist is going to like say and say oh this is this is the situation this is what you need to eliminate so that you know you can be able to have you know um better quality of relationship better quality of life so we need all the help we can get you know the bible says in the uh, multitude of counsel there is safety so if you can go for like for counseling you can't go for therapy right yeah. as much as so much assistance you can get to just be better the best version of you that is possible my dear that is what we are selling and i hope you're buying this <laughs> all right so let's go down to um what we have all been waiting for our chat with um our interview with um joy uh the emotional wellness coach so before we actually bring that up i just want to read her bio right now so joy CK is an emotional wellness coach a child of god and a content creator she believes so much in emotional stability and uses various platforms to enlighten people on managing their emotional health and getting the best for themselves joy loves having meaningful conversations with people and helping them grow and you guys that is it welcome joy how are you doing can you hear me yes i can hear you it's nice to have you on the podcast thank you so much 
for accepting our invitation. Fine, fine. Thank you for inviting me as well. Yeah, so um, earlier, okay, in the month of April, I can't even remember when I made the post anymore because, but I um, made this post about how on Facebook and I put it onto Instagram and it influenced you know the conversation on our naked episode that's just an episode on the podcast where we just you know talk about what is going on with us and all those things um it inspired you know dealing with friendships i the post is about how um we are influenced by culture family environment you know and how we might not even realize the level of influence what we see and where we are from affect us until we step out of you know our environment our common denominator to go to another place where we meet people from other you know environments and then we begin to have this like clash of cultures so i don't know you know and, and when that happens there is usually um, um there's usually a miscommunication and can, sometimes there can be disagreement because one person doesn't understand what this person is doing and this other person doesn't understand what that person is doing is there any way that can affect like one's mental health especially in relationship i know we are jumping the gun here but i just wanted to get that genuine reaction for me oh yeah that's um one place, one village, one town, one... So everybody has their differences. Yeah. And then somehow life just has its way of bringing us together. Mm-hmm. You'll see um, um, National Youth Service. They'll yeah. say, oh, they don't, want to take, they don't want to take you to somewhere you've been. They want you to interact with people from all over the world. So it's more like it's kind of a survival mechanism. The fact that you have to see people that are not... They are not raised the same way you were raised. And then sometimes people find it hard because for some persons they start really early. Sometimes mm-hmm. people go out, maybe go out, stay with, live with people, go to boarding school, yeah. and then they start really early. So somehow they just start adapting. Why for some others, for a long time they are just with one set of persons. And when they finally see another set of persons doing things in another way, it's almost like, okay. So why don't you understand me? So yeah. when two, two people are friends or two people, you know, have something going, and then uh, that that factor, that um, stuff um, stop comes come into play, the, the truth is that most of the time there might be misunderstanding. If somebody has not understand, um, understood the fact that there will be differences, yeah. it's, it's just a matter of, it, it, it can, uh, like you asked, it can actually affect relationship and affect friendship but the matter of understanding and then someone has to be mature enough to understand the fact that there will be differences and we have to we have to come to a point of understanding understanding the fact that the way you are raised is not the way another person is raised and it may it, 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 when something like that happens it actually affect your your relationship and then for you if you begin to ask yourself oh what is it, what is it that i'm doing wrong i'm following you if you be yeah. thinking it's something else but most of the time that's not the case the case is just slight difference that you guys are magnifying so it's just a matter of understanding so um yeah mental health yeah. can actually be protected in all those kinds. it will be affected yes but if you get to understand understand it more then you have a way of protecting and make in situations like that. Yeah. yeah. 
so um you know in april with everything that went on when we heard of osinachi's death and you know what that meant and what that did to us you know the whole awareness of abuse and everything it got us into the conversation of you know physical abuse mental abuse so now we want to talk about our mental health and like so what is mental health because you're the expert here you know emotional wellness coach and all those things so you know let us know what is mental health and is it just about being woke you know there's this thing with us you know gen z we see something new trendy we just want to like jump into that is this just one of those things or like is there something legitimate like is this a topic a conversation that everyone should have or should be a part of well the, the truth is that internet is not just about being woke it's not just about you know ranting online and mm-hmm. then informing oh i know this i know that no no mental health goes way deeper than that and as you said yes it's actually a conversation everybody should be part of because it's, it's just like our physical health. Mm-hmm. You know how it is when you are down with sickness yeah. and then you cannot do certain things. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why we were raised. In fact, the way Nigeria is, yeah. we just raised to you know, that particular aspect mm-hmm. of mental health. Yeah, because it's not most of the time, maybe it does not reflect so much outside and then you just underrate it and people just treat under the boss and they're like, oh, what, what are you even talking about? No, mental health is as important as physical health and it's something that we all need to be aware of and something that we all need to put our minds to. Yeah, because if you are sick there, it actually affects a, a whole, a whole um, lot of other things. So that's why mental health is, is, is your physical, if you are psychological, your social, your emotional well-being. If you, if you function well in this area, in your, relation, in your relationship with people, in your relationship with yourself as well, if you function well, then it's fine to say you are mental health. But then, if you don't function well in this area, then you know that, oh, there's a mental illness here. The mental illness goes way deeper than just being woke. Rather, mm-hmm. it's about your psychological, social, emotional well-being yeah. yeah you know you said some um, mental health is about your psychological social and emotional well-being and um earlier also you know which informed you know this episode which has been in fact very much anticipated you know there is this contention of whether believers should do therapy uh, you know and i'm asking because i know aside you know your qualification you are a believer you know just like me and every other person listening on this podcast so it was a conversation on um twitter on which i asked and you know lots of persons expressed you know their support of yes christians should do therapy there is this perception that the holy spirit will keep you and guide you why do you need to seek you know to speak to another man you know and kind of get the psychological evaluation do you think you know seeing a therapist helps you know with our mental health hear statements like this last one that you that you put in. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I said before, mental health is as important as physical health. And if we we find time to go to the doctor, find time to take medicine, take injections when we are sick, when we are physically sick, why not mental health? And yeah. of the opinion that therapy is not is not anything against your faith. Not that therapy is not blasphemy. I mean, I mean, why can't a Christian go for therapy? At the end of the day, I say this as 
in a, a matter of being truthful to oneself. Yeah. If you are being sincere with yourself, you know that something is wrong with you. I need help. I need help. Yeah. I mean, yes. Once you, you identify the fact that you need help, you go for help. You go for help because there are, there are professionals in this space that actually specialize in something like this. You ask them to help you because. They, 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 from where they are, they can do, um, um, lift the hand and raise you up. So you ask them to help you. Why, why sit and then say, I'm not ruling prayers out. I'm not ruling the, 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 the part of the Holy Spirit in this. No. Yes, you have to be there, but then you also have to do something physical. And that is going for therapy. Because it also helps. If you're even scared of, oh, um, these, there are even um, Christians that are therapists that also believe in God. So what do you also have to say to them? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm of the opinion that therapy is also good for Christians. That's yeah, yeah that's that amazing. So, yeah, next question I want to ask is, is there a need to protect your mental health? Obviously, this answer is yes. And then, how do we identify mental stress triggers? You know, there's this thing as Nigerian where, oh, you know, you have to be hardworking and don't be lazy. And, you know, with this um, whole um, conversation, mental health becoming a topic and, oh, this is affecting my mental health, this is affecting my mental health. How do we identify, you know stress triggers mental stress triggers without um coming off as being you know or just i am um, or just uh, what's the word now um dialing back from situations or like being less committed you know people say oh i can't go to work or this conversation is just against my mental health is um how do we identify mental stress triggers you know and how do we differentiate between oh this is actually i'm protecting my mental health here and not just avoiding a conversation or a situation well, um, all the same. The truth is, Nigeria itself is very hard already. Mm. An average Nigerian citizen is going through a lot. Yeah. A whole lot that is, is already a threat to everybody's mental health. Well, it's good. It's good to actually know these things so that it's, it's easy for you to cross the bridge when you get there. So you were asking how one can identify mental health triggers. Mm. Like, I would start with on a personal level, like when you are, when you are, you are with yourself, staying with yourself, I'll start with stuff that make you worry, anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, you sit, you sit, and then you're almost like you're losing focus. You can barely focus on on, on what you are doing in the present because you're so worried about something. But at that point, you should know that something is wrong, and then. There is, there is a shift like you should know yeah, that something is wrong and you actually need to seek help or do something that would you know, correct whatever has been and gone wrong. Another thing is um, pressure. We, in fact, like I said before, it's already hard enough for the average Nigerian because somehow trying to make ends meet and this and that, before you need you are you are under pressure to do so much. Sometimes, we, even as human beings, sometimes you feel like, oh, I have so much on my plate, and then you don't even know where to start. You get, you don't, you don't know where to start, and then you are just sitting down and everything. Thinking, thinking of that alone is going to, you know, 
um, uh, um, do some put some, some kind of shift in your um, mental health. So you have to like watch out for times where there are pressure and everything because because it's not it's not a good sign at all. Yeah, yeah there's pressure, but it's very good. It's, it's key for you to know how to manage pressure and then tell yourself that I don't need all this stress at this point in time. I don't need it at all because whenever there is pressure, the mental health is going to be affected. Mental health is going to be affected. Another is physical stress. Like you know, when you when you are you are doing some kind of hard work, overlaboring yourself, it also kind of affects your mental health and then it causes mental stress to you as well. Yeah, they are they are way related. So when and physical stress is among and sometimes let, let me say this can be for the working class people or people that find themselves in environments that are not welcoming. It's something I will take out and talk about some other time, but let me just keep it in here. It's just like emotional invalidating environment. Environment where you are told, oh you don't you don't shout, don't cry, don't do this, don't do that. And then you know it's like you can't be yourself. Yeah. And not be yourself. And all those kind of things, they just put pressure on the mental health. And if you allow that to go on for so long, at some point you have to pay dearly for it. So these are just few of these but these things are measurements that really, really um, 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 very dangerous mental stress triggers that we all have to watch out for and then they are very, very of if not because they are, they are, they are like, how that is now? They are very dangerous in mental health and then you have to just protect yourself from them at all costs. Yeah. So I, we've spoken about, you know, mental health triggers and, you know, being in a place where you are being maybe devalued or forced to be take on an identity that is not necessarily who you are, you know, to be able to fit into a role or um, stress triggers and all those things. How do we um, protect our mental health, you know, our sanity, you know, while going through all this? Do we read a book? Do we take a walk? Do we meditate? Like, what steps can someone um, take to still like protect his space, you know, and his mind while dealing with stress? Because, like you said, the average Nigerian has a lot of, you know, work pressure um, to do, and most times they might not have this time to like take a vacation, step out. Many people don't have that luxury. So, what luxury can they afford their mind to still like relax, you know, and be able to? Um, go over it again or like to be able to produce better yeah the, um, well the truth is that this mental health stuff is very vast it's quite vast so there are so many other in between there are so many other emotions one may feel while going through different things and yeah. then different different um different solutions apply to each of them but I'm just trying my best with this because she said not everybody has the luxury of you know, taking a vacation and everything. Yeah, that's true. So, um, there can be someone can be going through worry, sadness, and uh, like I said, for anxiety and some of that. But what to do at that point in time is what we are discussing on. And I'll just try to be general here. Well, if you are less as in you are going through a lot of pressure, and it's almost like nothing else is working. Nothing else is working. First of all, you have to be intentional about it. You have to be aware. Some people will be, we know that, oh, I'm going to pressure, but 
to them is a do or die affair. Yeah. No, you don't have to take life that way. The truth is that it is who is your life that will that will be able to walk. It is who is your life that will be able to eat the fruit of what you are working for. So at all costs you have to protect your mental health because that is what even puts you in a more productive state. You get so it is yeah. not a do or die affair. That is something everybody should put in. It is not a do or die affair. You have to what is intentional about protecting your mental health. And once once you take it to mind and then you can tell yourself that this aspect of my life is important to me. That is where the healing process begins. That is where the process begins. Other um other solutions I can, you know, recommend to everybody. So sometimes you can just Whatever works for you, sir. Maybe take a take a walk. You can try to take a walk. If let let us mean like I said, and 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 you feel pressured. You have so much on your plate, and then you are thinking, where do I begin? Where do I start from? How do I do this? You can try to take a walk. Just leave that environment. Leave that place. Leave that place and tell and and just you know go outside. Just go change location. Something like that. Just start by changing location. Another is you can turn off all your tech devices. Mm. We, 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 the truth is that we don't even realize how much how much of our time or how much of our day these devices take us, and then how much damage they can actually do to us. As much as they are relevant, but at some point your problems can even be coming from there. Yeah. Saying, okay, let's assume um, down Instagram, mm-hmm. Instagram. Scrolling, scrolling through, and seeing people's achievements, seeing this, seeing that, and then all of a sudden, maybe you just feel demotivated, you just feel depressed, you just feel, what have I done in this life? Or what huh. have I done? Yeah, you turn off that device and tell yourself, oh, I'm actually getting to where I am today. Huh? You turn off, turn it off, and tell yourself, I have my life to focus on. Yeah. And then for that moment, for that period of time, you turn it off and then focus on something else that is offline. Focus on doing something. But the moment person journaling can actually help. You feel um, um really stressed out because of something that just happened. Someone offended you and then you are, you are you are actually very angry or something, you're holding yourself back from reacting. You can write about it. Quite about it in your, in your it helps it helps a lot to ease out the stress. And then when you're writing, you're trying so hard to analyze. And before you know, if you just get to the middle of or before you finish writing, you feel a lot much better. Yes, journaling can actually help. You can read, you can meditate on something. You can try to see whatever works for you. Maybe talk to a friend too. Maybe talk to a friend. The list is actually endless, but. Like I said before, it's all about being intentional. Once you decide that this area of my life is important to me, it won't take you time for you for you to find out which of these solutions work best for you, and then just stick to it. And I promise you, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. You know, values. Um, I heard that you know, values are not abstracted, but they are actually can be measured in the quality of our decisions and what we term very important. So if you see mental health as important you guys listening, you can, you know, take those steps. She's mentioned a lot of things. You can journal about what you're going through, you know, talk to a friend, read a book, take a walk, you know, whatever works for you. If you value your mental health and you see that, oh, I need to protect my space, then take all the necessary steps that you need to take to, like, um, secure that um, space and to secure your peace, most of all. So, yeah, like I said, you know, um, talk about 
call it abuse and now because of you know the whole issue we have to talk about abuse and physical abuse and mental abuse so what advice will you give to someone going through a mentally abusive relationship or is in a relationship where his mental health and his sanity is just being questioned it might not be anything physical but like maybe every time you are always stuck down on you know ridiculed, belittled, embarrassed, how, what do you, how do you advise for the person? Because maybe the person might feel like, oh, this uh, person I'm with is not a bad person altogether, but the person always embarrasses them, you know, speaks down at them and all those type of things. How would you advise somebody in a relationship like that? Okay, okay, I'll try my best not to be too forward here. You know one thing I've learned about um, abusive relationships, abusive both mentally, physically, and so the truth is that there are actually two categories of people in this relationship. First of all, the set of persons who have not recognized the fact that, wow, this is actually abuse. You have been abused here. Yeah, for some persons, maybe it's mental. So to them, since they are not being beaten, they, they don't even realize the fact that your mental health is at stake here. And so someone is, someone is looking down on you. And then you need to leave the state or something. And then for some for the other category of persons, there are people who have actually recognized. And for one reason or the other, they've just not gone. And the the the, the, the reason is actually numerous. I, I, I don't want to focus on any particular for some people they I don't I don't really know, I don't really understand, but for some persons, maybe they don't have the courage to go out, to speak up, yeah. to leave that relationship. For some others, maybe they don't have the they feel like they don't have the need. For some others they feel like can it even be better out there? Is, is there yeah. is there something better? Is where I am now, you're not even okay. All those kind of things. So I will just try to in general because People with different, a whole lot of different categories. Whichever relationship you are and you are experiencing abuse, either mental or physical, it is not good for you. It is very much dangerous for you because your self-esteem, your, in fact, before you, you would realize a whole big part of you has been damaged. So. My advice to someone who is going through an, um, an, an abusive relationship, either mentally or physically, is the fact that the truth is there is so much love out there waiting for you. Yeah. It will surprise you how much how much you can get once you step out of that that um, that situation line. Where you are is not the best. It's not the best, definitely. People, some, some persons decide to remain there because they've not seen something better. But if you don't step out, how do you see something that is better? How? How? There is so much love waiting out there for you, so you don't have to remain in that situation you are in, in that abusive relationship because you think outside may not be any better. No. No. You you probably um, um, got it wrong by maybe meeting the bad person said something but that is not the end of the loop for you at all that is not the end of the loop for you something has to be made out of you and you can actually see yourself in a better light so you just have to move take a step take a step one step at a time you might whatever may be your reason maybe struggling to make ends meet and then in toxic workplace and 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 thinking that Outside, you know, you can say you see in, in an abusive relationship or whatever. Whatever may be your reason, it's nothing compared to the 
to the to, to your life or to whatever you are you are dropping at stake in such relationship. So you have to recognize the fact that you cannot you, you cannot continue or you cannot afford to keep remaining there. It is it is dangerous to you and to the people around you. So you have to understand the fact that there is so much love waiting out there for you. So please take one step at a time. I know it might not be easy, it might be the life you've been used to and everything, but once you recognize the fact that this is something that is not good for you, no matter what you think the barriers are or the challenges you might get are, just start. Just start from here. Speak to somebody. Speak to somebody or seek help or take counsel or whatever whatever you, 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 you can do. And then before you know it, help will definitely come. So just recognize the fact that a lot of people are waiting and willing to help you and and your your health is much more important than whatever you are getting from that relationship and just try try your best to take a bow out. It's well. It's well with you. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Take a bow out. You know, you have to value yourself enough to say, Oh, I deserve better and like you know, Joy said there is a lot more waiting for you out there. It is not where you are is not the best place. And you would never know if you do not step out of that place. You know, um I I once knew somebody who was being beaten in her relationship and this was they were not married yet, you know, it was just a relationship and you no, know, I spoke to her like, Why do you keep um doing this? And she said, He loves me, that doesn't mean he should not beat me. I was sure. I, I was sure because first of all, it's the acceptance, you know, of the abuse. And, and like you said, you know, when we talk about culture and environment and family affecting, you know, our perception and influencing us. And I began to wonder, like, who would have told this person that being beaten is a sign and um, is like proof of love? Like the fact that he loves me, that doesn't mean you will not beat me. I, and, and when you have something like that, when you have, you know, a mindset like that, it can be a limiting factor to you even identifying that, oh, this place, this thing is wrong. Even the abuse is, is um, also accepting the situation and feels like, and kind of endorses it. You get, so how do you suggest, you know, this is just a loose question. How do you suggest, like, how would you approach such a person if you were the one, maybe in my shoes, talking to that person? Oh, the person who said if he loves me, he would. Um, if he loves me, doesn't he wouldn't beat me, right? Yes, yes. Okay, um, it, it, it begins with the same understanding. Like we, like we talked at the beginning, like we said at the beginning, people um, grew up differently. There are many reasons why somebody would think that way. Sometimes it could be the environment they grew up in, so that they saw their father beating their mother and yeah. keep on reiterating that he actually loves her and is trying to correct her and this and that. Yeah. So then I start coming up with that kind of mentality and everything. The, 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 the beginning point is trying to make them understand that there is actually something wrong with what you are thinking. I don't know what led to this, I don't know why you think this way. But you have to recognize the fact that there is something wrong with what you are thinking. Given examples of other relationships or other um, better marriages or whatever, that do you know? Do, do, do they actually know the fact that they can actually have that love and not have the beating? Yeah. It's just it's just a matter of 
options. You 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 are you are going for a lesser option. Do you know that you can actually have this love, have everything, and not have this beating to accompany? This beating is just like I write this down. It's just it's just something that just comes from a a a, a devilish mindset. Exactly, mm-hmm. yes, because it's, yeah. it's, it was not there, not supposed to be there. Yeah. So you just ask try to make them understand. It might not be easy. Like I said before, some people are in an abusive relationship and they know about it and they sit down there. Because to them, either they are getting more or they they, they don't understand. So it might not be easy at first, but you just try from that beginning to make them understand. So once that awareness is there, once that awareness is there that, okay, I'm actually taking more than I'm supposed to take. I'm actually taking what I'm not even supposed to take, all those kind of things. Once that awareness is there, once they get that understanding, hopefully it will meet the healing process and hopefully they are not being Adam Adam. And so once that, that person understands something like that, you can you can actually then proceed to, you know, telling them how to how you can seek help, how you can, you know, need the how you can even talk to your partner or talk to your partner and see their own mentality or see what they yeah. so if it, if it, if it's an option, a, a thing of you know living, if it's the option of living, they have to just move on. For some people, they they live this person in their life, and they just they come to a point of maybe love, and then they are like, oh no, return or something like that. It will be like I said before, it might not be easy. It might not be easy, but God helping and that person understanding, it's not an impossible thing. Yeah, it has been so. Amazing speaking to you, Joy. Thank you so much, you know, for coming on and putting us through these things. It, in, in fact, I cannot even express the tremendous insight you've gotten, you know, from this. You know, we, we don't have to spend so much to actually take care of our mental health. We just have to identify our stress triggers, you know, and take steps to be able to protect, you know, our mindset and to protect our mind and our mental well-being. It has been an amazing time. Thank you so much. For coming on the podcast, do you have any mm-hmm. last words for any, for us before you leave? Well, um, let me say, since we are, we all are, or most of us are, we we are we are watching them. Yeah, we have just come from the God perspective. The thing is that at the end of the day, like like people say, there is almost nothing that happens in this world that does not even have a root in the Bible. Yeah. So. If as Christians, as Christians, we are we are even the ones that should be taking the lead when it comes to mental health awareness and even mental um healthiness. Yeah. Yes. Like as Christians we should be taking lead because we have so many so many back of scriptures in the Bible. God keeps telling us, Don't fear, don't worry, don't worry about anything because everything you want, like it's even he, he has it and yeah. he's going to give it to you. So yes, as 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 Christians, as believers, we should we should be on top of our game when it comes to mental health. Taking so much lead from the Bible, taking so much lead from the Bible. I'll just leave us with this particular scripture, Matthew chapter six, from verse twenty-five to thirty-four. It's a long one, so I won't be reading. But the summary is the fact that we do not need to worry because God is in our case. God is in our case today, God is in our case tomorrow, God is in our case forever. So we just have to we just have to keep saying and keep hoping and trusting and believing God for 
the best. That is what we do. We do not have to worry because God is on our case. So, like, regardless of the situation you are in and how the person by the you, if you listen to this and maybe acknowledge that where I am right now, it's it's um, triggering me. You know, anxiety and being mean, my mental health is at stake, and and and, and, and at the end of the day, I'm being put under more pressure, and I don't have this peace. Know that God is on your case, and you need to trust Him. Take that step. Search for something better in faith. That yes, indeed, all things will work together for your good. All right, all things get work together for your good. And the scripture makes us understand. The book of Jeremiah that God has a great plan for us to give us a future and a hope, and that does not involve abuse, whether physical, emotional. You know, so God wants to give us the best gift, and we have to look at ourselves as. You know, being worthy of that gift and wanting to seek out that gift. Thank you so much, Joy, for coming on the podcast. We love you so much. Thank you. Wow, guys. Joy has really said a lot. First of all, don't sell yourself short. You should know that God has great plans for you. He has better plans for you. And He would want you to settle for less. He would want you to stay low and keep on suffering in that relationship. You should know that, or in that situation, it might not even be a relationship. It might be situations around you. You should know that God wants you to feel the best way. He said, the plans I have for you are plans of good and not of evil. The plans of good are your physical well-being, your mental well-being, your spiritual well-being. Everything about you should be good not just your spiritual life but every single thing about you should be good so just know that while you're going through that situation god wants you to be better and once you've identified that this is the problem god wants you to ease out of it come out of it and you know find a way to rescue yourself because you know there's this song that reminds me of of um of, of, of what i just said now lauren Dialy. yeah rescue you by lauren, lauren. yeah Dialy. and it's so that song is so inspiring and it's it speaks a lot just in one song it says a yeah. lot of things just go out change environment mm-hmm. if you if you feel like talk to someone you see that's where therapy comes in mm-hmm. talk to talk to someone just make sure you clear the air and make sure you, you you're changing to be a better person because sometimes we can't do it on our own most times we can't most do it times. on our own yeah. most times we can do it on our own and I think in the book of Philippians Paul was writing and he said I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health even as thy soul prospered so like he was praying you know to uh, for the Philippians that their prosperity doesn't just come like they prosper you know in finances and then be in good health and like this health is not just physical mental you know emotional health even as thy soul prosper so like that's just what Paul was um, saying to the church and Philippians and like that's just the thing don't sell yourself short you know it's like we've said don't be in a place where you are abused where you are not being appreciated just because you are scared of you might not have that opportunity you know you might not see maybe whatever you're gaining is it the finances or the attention you know in a better place because the truth is that you can have you know you can have something better without the without the abuse that you might be going yeah. or that might be you might, might be experiencing right at this moment and if you are ever stressed no 
but you know be firewood you don't have to be hard working all the time you don't have to be stressed and pent up for you to feel like you are working you know and if that is even like the attitude you have then there is something wrong with that mindset so take out time to relax meditate take a stroll talk to people like don't just like some people like to work under pressure and like that's good but like when it becomes you know so stressful on your head you know and like she said um and like it's like Imodu Augustina said you know it becomes so overwhelming you get you cannot be able to balance these outside influences on your own self and like sometimes you might even not understand like why i'm acting this way or why i cannot produce because there is something going inside of me to get that is not balanced so take our time to take care of yourself you know in and out within and without god wants us to you know be in good health even as our soul prospers your mind for you to prosper you know and you guys that is all on the podcast we don't want it to be you know too long so don't forget to like the page on facebook we are at um gloria faith talks podcast page on facebook and on instagram we are at gloria underscore faith underscore talk so don't forget to follow us on instagram don't forget to share this podcast you know with young people like us who are about their work with god about their relationship with jesus and about you know just patterning their lives according to you know biblical standards and according to their faith so please share this with your friends with your family with somebody who you know wants to be all about this life and wants you know to walk out their salvation by fear and trembling you know because it's god that works it out through them so don't forget to share this podcast to them and you guys that is a wrap that is all we have thank you for staying tuned and until next time and don't forget this um conversation about therapy and uh, us christians will continue you know in the next whatsapp episode so stay tuned until then okay i hope you loved it and i'm sure you enjoyed it so don't forget to like i said share i can't say that enough share 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 have a wonderful day stay blessed